Welcome to Gethsemane Church. I'm Pastor Mark Lowe. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We hope today's service will inspire you, challenge you, and encourage you. For more information about our church, please go to GethsemaneChurchG3.com. God bless and enjoy the service. God's no respect of persons. Amen. 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 So if you would help me pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, once again, we love you. God, it's just so awesome to be in your house. It's such a privilege, God, to feel your presence. Such a privilege, God, to be with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, we just thank for Lord, just for that camaraderie, Lord, that we feel, Lord, with each other, Lord. And God, just, uh, again, just your presence, Lord, among each one of us. We're thankful for it today. Lord, we're thankful that we serve a living God, not some God that's a fairy tale, but a God that's alive and well, and it moves in our hearts every single day. And Lord, we're just so thankful for your many blessings. These blessings that we're about to hear, Lord, as you've poured them on, Brother Ron, God, and how you've touched his life, Lord, brought him to this point, God. We're just so thankful, Lord. So many things you do for us, Lord. We're not worthy of them, God, but we're so thankful, God, that uh, you love us so much that you bless us each and every day. Father, we pray, Lord, that you'll bless Brother Ron as he speaks, Lord, of the goodness of God. He speaks of how wonderful you are, have been to him, and that you are to all of us. And, Father, we pray, Lord, again, that your anointing would not only be upon him, but upon Pastor Keith as well as he brings your word tonight. And, Father, we'll be forever eternally grateful for everything you do. In Jesus' precious and holy name. And all God's children said once again, amen, amen. You can take your seat. We'll dismiss our young people and their teachers. Amen. And we're going to turn this over to... Brother Ron, affectionately known as Brother Pa, amen? We love you, buddy, and it's a privilege to serve the Lord with you. It's been wonderful to watch God bless you, so I can't wait to hear what we've, we've already seen, but it's good to hear what we've already seen another time, amen? God bless you. Take your time, brother. We love you. Well, to begin with, I saw Jesus. I can't get down on my knees. That's the reason that I took my walker and walked up to the altar. But now I can walk up to him, but I still can't get down to my knees. I went to bed one night and sit, I had to sit down on the bed to pray and I looked over and there was Jesus sitting by me. Now, a lot of you probably never have seen him, but he was in his regular clothes that they had 2,000 years ago. Long hair because he was a Nazarene. I, a couple weeks later, I had to have, from my drinking, I had to have surgery on my liver cancer they took a piece out about the size of a hamburger patty I mean a thick one 
can't buy one anymore. <laughs> but uh, I sort of went out of my head. I, I didn't know anything or anybody. I'd fall. I stayed in the hospital several different times. But, you know, I thought God had left me. But he hadn't. He'll never leave you. quit reading my Bible because I didn't know what I was reading for probably six months. But the Lord Jesus, he showed me the way back to how to start back reading it. I read a chapter every day now. I still don't understand a lot of it. But I know that the Holy Ghost will bring utterance of it to me when I need it. I praise everyone in here. I love every one of you. Some of you don't know me. Some of you do. It's not because the reason that I'm sitting down is because I can't stand up about 10 minutes before my legs go to giving out. And the Lord has blessed me to get rid of that artificial device that's parked out there in the void. I can walk. I don't walk like a normal human being anymore, but I'm satisfied with that. I don't know how much further you know this will go. I could leave this world tomorrow and I know where I would be. The Lord God loves each and every one of you. whether you're here or whether you're at home, in your car, wherever. And he's with you every day, every night, just like he was with me that night. And I praise him to the end of this world.
because shortly it, it is going to come. I thank you all for listening to what I had to say. I know it's a short testimony, and there's a lot of it that I don't remember that I went through. That's the reason I can't talk on it, because I don't know. But I thank you, and I praise God for each and every one of you. Hey man, I told him I'd help him up, but he was getting down on his own. If he's waiting on Joel to help him down, he's probably going to get down on his own, ain't he? <laughs> amen. Um, just a wonderful testimony to what God can do, amen. amen. A lot of uh, you, as Brother Ron said, uh, you know, maybe you don't know Brother Ron's story, and Brother Ron didn't get as deep into it as he could have there. Um, there's a lot of it Bro Brother Ron doesn't remember. Uh, there were times there where we didn't think Brother Ron was ever going to come home. And uh, God really brought him a long way and uh, really blessed Brother Ron through that situation. When he came home, we wasn't sure if he would uh, be able to remember things. He couldn't remember well. He couldn't talk well. He couldn't walk well. And uh, here he is giving a testimony. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Praise God. Amen. <clears throat> He's had several surgeries through that and several uh, times in the hospital. And every time he's just got stronger and stronger and stronger. And just uh, God's continued to bless him and I am. And I am thankful for that. Amen. Yeah. And uh, like I said, God's just really brought him a long way. Uh, the great thing about Brother Ron is uh, he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing in this situation. Amen. See, Brother Ron's come a long way through this situation, come a long way, and what he's doing is he's giving God the glory for it. Amen? Amen. Amen. So he's doing exactly what he should be doing. Right. See, we can either use these situations to either, you know, bring us down and depress us and leave us in these situations, or we can use it to encourage people Amen. and to bring people to Jesus. Brother Ron, as I said, he could be depressed. He could be angry. He could be a lot of things. But instead, Brother Ron is choosing to count it all joy. Amen. 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 He's choosing to count it all joy and he's giving God the glory. Amen. And uh, we're just so thankful for that. In other words, what Brother Ron is doing is he is allowing God to use what he's gone through for his glory and for his purpose. Amen. Yes, and that's good stuff. Amen. Amen. See, we all go through this stuff in life. Amen. But it's our choice whether or not we will go through it or whether or not we will grow through it. Amen. What will you do? Amen. Will you go through it or will you grow through it? Brother Ron has chose to grow through it. I'm so glad he has. Amen. I know through some things in my life I have chose to just go through it. And there's times in my life when I have choose to grow through it. And uh, you're always a lot better off if you'll choose to use those situations to help you and to help other people grow closer to God. Amen. Uh, the title of this message tonight is He Can Use That. Amen. And uh, Pastor Mark told me the other day that uh, I was going to be speaking after Brother Ron for a few minutes. And he didn't say a few minutes, but a few minutes was implied. 
So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, but I won't be talking long for sure. We've got we're still going to take in uh, visitors tonight. And actually, I didn't prepare for a long message because I did, honestly didn't know how long Brother Ron would be speaking. I didn't know what he'd be speaking on. I didn't th- know if he would come up here and go for an hour or if he'd go for five minutes. I didn't know. So uh, I didn't prepare a long message, right? But uh, uh, but what I did prepare for is uh, to use Brother Ron's testimony to help hopefully teach us tonight of that we can, God can use those situations in our life. See, Brother Ron, I met Brother Mark call and uh, told me, you know, you're going to be speaking after, uh, after this testimony. And uh, on the next day on the way to work, I turned on a podcast, and God just, he just does this all the time. God will put something on your heart, amen, that he knows you need, and he knows that people need, and that's just so awesome. And he uses, you know, just things to bring those things into your mind or into your remembrance. And uh, on the way to work, I was turning on a podcast, like I said, and I never even got to listen to more than the, than the beginning of it because Joel called me, amen. <laughs> but uh, I listened to the beginning of this podcast, and uh, I've read a lot of First Kings. I know I've read the book. I know I've studied the book for other messages, but I don't remember this passage at all. So we're going to read through this passage, and it is a weird story. It is really a weird story in the Bible, but I hope you'll get something out of this tonight. And uh, this is uh, 1 Kings 20, 35 through 38. If you ever get a chance, go back and read this whole uh, story. It's very, very good. 35 through 38 says, And a certain man of the sons of the prophets said unto the neighbor in the word of the Lord, Smite me, I pray thee. Smite me, meaning hit me, strike me, stab me, do something to me. And the man refused to smite him. Then he said unto him, Because thou hast not obeyed the voice of the Lord. This was a prophet. Amen. He behold, as soon as thou art departed from me, a lion shall slay thee. And as soon as he was departed from him, a lion found him and slew him. Then he found another man, and he said, Smite me. How many of you know that if uh, you ask someone to do something and they don't do it, and a lion bites them, the next guy's going to do it? Amen. How many of you know that? That's, that's probably going to happen. Then he asked another man, he said, Smite me, I pray thee. And this man smote him. Amen. And then in the smiting, he wounded him. So the prophet departed, and he waited for the king by the way, and he disguised himself with ashes upon his face. Amen. If you go back and read this story, you'll find out that this man had a message for the king. He had a message for for King Ahab that the God had laid on his heart, and the king needed to hear it, but during this time, the king was pretty busy. Amen. The king was pretty busy and he didn't have time to listen to what this prophet said. So the prophet found a way that King Ahab would listen to him. Amen. See, this was a king and kings just don't listen to anybody. Kings just don't have time to listen to anybody. Okay. I want you to know in this life that there are times where no matter how good the news is, not everyone's going to want to hear it. Amen. Today you may have the best news of all, but that doesn't mean people are going to want to hear that news. Amen. I know a lot of times you go out of here and you know you, you hear a great message and say God's laid something on your heart to show somebody, tell somebody, and you go out and they don't want to hear it. Amen. Or maybe you go and you tell somebody, you know, you're doing this in your life and you could do this and it would be better for you. It would be better for your health. It would be better for your life and they don't want to hear it. Amen. There's times in this life where people just don't want to hear what you have to say. Amen. There's going to be times in this life where they don't want to know where you're coming from. They don't want to see what you're, they don't want to hear what you're saying at all. But a lot of times in this life, 
it makes a huge difference where this person in the situation and circumstances that that person's coming from. Amen? Listen to me. Hear me out just for a minute. See, uh, this prophet knew that he needed to get the king's attention. Amen? He knew that he would need some situations in his life to cause that king to stop and listen to him. Same as Brother Ron here tonight. Brother Ron will tell you quickly what he's been through. Most of it he brought on himself. He'll tell you that quickly. He's told me that many, many a night. He's told me that what he brought, what happened to him, he brought on himself. Now, not all of it, not all of it he did. But I wonder tonight, if all if that wouldn't have been brought on him, if he wouldn't have went through those situations, those times where he almost died, those times where he was out of it, those times where his health was really, really bad, and this situation now where he's, his walk still isn't you know, like he wants it to be. I wonder today how many nurses... How many doctors, how many physical therapists, his own children, his friends, his church family. I wonder if they would have listened to him about the faithfulness of God if he hadn't been through those situations. Amen? Amen. Amen. I wonder today, would somebody listen to him and stop and listen to what he's got to say if he wasn't able to see, I know, because I've been through it. Amen? Today I want you to understand God will use your situations. He will use your circumstances for his glory. Amen. He will use your situations. He will use your, your circumstances to advance His kingdom on this earth. Amen. Amen. Right? right? The, uh, the sermon title that I was listening to before Joel called me and I only got to hear the passage was God uses bruises. Amen. God uses bruises. And it's true. God uses what we go through to reach other people. Right. He does that. Amen. There's a parable in the Bible and I'm sure you've all heard of it or maybe you've uh, heard mention of it, but it's... This parable, Jesus tells the story of a rich man who had three servants. He gives each of them an amount of money referred to in this parable as a talent. Basically, these talents were talents of gold during that time. That's why they were called talents. Based upon that man's ability to steward and care for that talent, they were given. They were trusted with whatever the master felt like they were able to be entrusted with. The first steward is given five talents. The second given two talents, and the third one is given one. The master told them to care for this, and the first two servants done what they were supposed to. They took these talents and they used them, traded. They done whatever they were supposed to do, invested them, and they gained a profit, and they returned that to the master, and he was excited. Amen. He was excited. The third servant, however, was very fearful, and he buried that talent that he was trusted with, and he only returned the one talent back to the master. The master scolded him, saying that he should have done something with it. He could have invested it and at least gained some interest off of it. He could have done something with it, but he chose to not do nothing with it. See, a lot of people, they mistake this parable to be about money, right? And they use the example here of money, like I said, but this parable is a, lot, a whole lot more than money. Amen? See, this parable is about the fact that Jesus didn't save any of us to remain idle. Amen? Jesus didn't save any of us to remain on a pew or on a chair. Amen. He didn't save us to become seat fillers. There's no riding the bitch in the army of God. Amen. We are not called to play it safe either. Amen. This man played it safe. He hid this talent. He was fearful. He was only given one talent. What can he do with one talent, right? He hid that talent. He buried that talent because he was afraid that he wouldn't be able to grow it and he was afraid all he would do was just simply lose it instead and he wouldn't be able to gain any more. So all he did was just hide it. 
But you see, we're not called to play it safe. Amen. We're not called to sit and hold on to what we got. I want you to know today that there are many churches in the south. There's many churches in the town. There's many churches across this country, across this world, that are dying slowly because they're just trying to hold on to what they got. Amen. Amen. They're just trying to hold on to what they got. They just don't want to lose what they got. Amen. There's churches all over the world that are just trying to hold on. They're trying to play it safe. They don't want to upset anybody. They don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Amen. They spend all their time trying to appease this person, trying to appease that person, turning the air up for this person, the lights down, doing all of these things just so they don't lose anybody. But guess what they don't do? They don't gain anybody either. Why? Because they're spending all their time trying to appease these other people instead of getting out trying to gain more people. Amen. But we're called, amen, to use what we've got to advance the kingdom of God. Amen. We're not called to use what we got to hold on to it. Pastor Mark uses that parable, if you will, all the time of the quarter in your hand. Amen. If you hold on to that quarter tight and you hold on, you won't lose that quarter, but you'll never, nobody will ever be able to give you another quarter. Amen. Amen, and that's a true story, amen. you got to let go sometimes to gain more. Amen. We're called to, to use what we got. This parable also teaches us that everything we're given, we're given by God anyway. That's right. Who are we to try to hold on to what we're given when we're given to it by God, that's amen? Right. Who are we to try to just hold on to these things? God gave us those to use to advance His kingdom. Why are we trying to hold on to them, Amen. I want you to know today that the only thing we inherit in this world is sin. Amen. And everything we are given is a free gift from God in this world. But every gift given is to be used to and for God. And I believe and I really do believe that we'll be held accountable for what we've done with what we've been given. Amen. One of these days we're going to be held accountable for what we've done with what we've been given. Mm -hmm. He will one day have to answer for what we've used to, to help people grow in their relationship with God and to grow our own selves in our relationship. Amen. We're going to be held accountable for what we did to reach other people. I pray we all understand that it's a privilege to be entrusted with the greatest gift in the world. Amen. Amen. Yes, you is. have been entrusted with the greatest gift in the world, and that is Jesus. Amen. 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 The greatest gift ever given to this world is Jesus Christ. Amen. And he gave that gift for you. So you've been entrusted with that gift. What are you going to do with that gift, amen? Are you going to use it and hold on to it and try not to lose it? Or are you going to use it to try to reach other people, amen? We're going to one day be held accountable for what we did with Jesus, amen. I pray we all understand that it's a privilege to be entrusted with this gift and we have the responsibility of promoting His glory for the the good of His children. Unfortunately, too many see the task of serving the kingdom of God as impossible. And in return, they do nothing. How many of you ever said, what can I do? What, what can I do? Amen. I, I mean, I, I don't really have a whole lot. What can I do? And instead, we just do nothing. Amen. See, if we think that we, we're not good enough or if we think we're not worthy enough or we think we don't have enough to offer and we sit down and we do nothing with what we've been given, we'll never gain anything for the Amen. kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. But if we'll use what we've been given, the kingdom of God will grow because God will bless us. Amen. No matter what talents you've been given, if you'll use them, he will bless it. Amen. The servant with this one talent probably thought, what can I possibly accomplish with this one talent? This old old guy over here has been given five talents. Of course he's going to be able to grow that. This guy's been given two. Of course he's going to be able to grow with that. I've only been given one. What can I do? The only thing I could possibly do is lose it. 
the only thing I could possibly do is squander it. So I'll just try and do everything I can to return it without losing it. And a lot of us, I believe, feel that same way. What possibly could I do with what I have, right? We sit back and we think, if I was given a beautiful voice like Joy, I would surely use it, amen? If I was given a beautiful voice like our singers up here, I would surely use it to bless people. If I was given this awesome gift to play the bass or play the drums or play the guitars, if I was given that awesome gift, I would use that to lead people, amen? Or if I was given the talent of being a great preacher, I would use that. Or if I was an anointed teacher, I would use that, amen? But see... If, if, if we have those talents, it's easy to see what our purpose is. Amen. If we've been given this beautiful voice or this ability to play this guitar, we can see, it's easy to see what our purpose is. But I wonder today, instead of a talent that it's easy to see, what if instead we've been given a story like Brother Ron's been given? Amen. Amen. Think about that for a minute. What if you've been given a story instead of a, a talent like singing or playing a guitar or something like that? And what if that story was born out of maybe not the greatest of situations and circumstances? Amen. What if that story was born out of some really, really hard times? What if that story was born out of some times that we'd rather not think about? Amen. What if that story was born out of a broken marriage? Maybe from an abusive parent. Maybe from an addiction. Maybe from a serious health issue. And you say, well, does God give us those things? I'm not saying God gives you those things, but what I am saying is God can use those things. Amen. He can use that. Amen. God can use those situations, and God does use those situations. God uses them to bless His children and lead people to them. See, I see this parable a lot different now. What are you doing with what God's been entrusting you with? Amen. No matter what you've gone through in your life, you came through it for a reason. Amen. If you've came through that situation, if you've came through that circumstances, you now own a story. Amen. Amen. You now own a story. What are you going to do with that story? You now own a testimony like Brother Ron has. Amen. What are you going to do with that testimony? Amen. It's time to return what you've learned. Paul was given a story. He was carrying on with life as normal, if you remember. He was uh, just off killing and imprisoning Christians, right? That's what he did, and he was pretty good at it, apparently. Amen. And here he is on this business trip, if you will, going off to kill and imprison Christians, as he did every day. And he was going to a place called Damascus. And on that road, if you remember, Paul is stuck blind, struck blind. And the Bible says that he's given a thorn in his side. Amen. We don't know what that thorn is. A lot of people kind of guess at what it was and a lot of people think you know maybe it was because he was short maybe it was because he uh, was still had problem with his eyes maybe it was because of whatever it was maybe he couldn't speak well whatever it was people say oh he's got to maybe he had a confidence issue maybe maybe he uh, had this thing in his mind where he killed all these Christians and it bothered him all this time in his life see a lot of people we don't know what that thorn was there's a lot of debate as to what that is but what we do know is that he had to carry that thorn for the rest of his life. Amen. He was never, never able to get rid of that thorn. The Bible says he prayed three times, and that thorn never left his side. So he carried that thorn or that story the rest of his life. Amen. See, Paul insisted on simply changing his ways 
instead of simply changing his ways and going off to retire somewhere, he used that story of being blinded on a road to Damascus and he used that thorn in his side, the Bible said, to keep him humble and be about the Father's business. A lot of times we want to rise above our story. Amen. We've got our story, right? And we want to rise above that story, right? You know, I've got my story. Right, I suffered from anxiety. And it's not manly to tell people that this man, this preacher man, suffered from anxiety, right? So I could choose to just try to be above that story and act like I've never went through anything in my life. Or I could choose to use that story to reach people that is suffering with anxiety. Amen. See, God's all He's gave us all a story, right? And a lot of us, sometimes, we want to get above that. And I think a lot of times, I think that's what's wrong with churches at times, you see, I think a lot of times church people want to act too perfect. I think a lot of times church people want to act like they ain't never been through something. Amen. Amen. I think a lot of times church people don't want to be humbled. Amen. We want to lift our nose up in the air and act like we don't stink, if you know what that saying is, right? And, uh, we, <laughs> and we just kind of walk on. But guess what that does? That reaches nobody. Amen. Not only does it not reach people, I want you to know today, if you try to act bigger than your story, if you try to act like you're better than your story or your past, not only will you not reach people, you will turn people away from the kingdom Amen. of God. Amen. Amen, you will, because people do not like hypocrites. That's right. Amen, people do not like untruths. And they do not like people that walk around with masks on. That's, I think that's the biggest thing in the world that we see today. Amen. If you go and you talk to college and career age people, they will tell you that the reason they don't go to church is because they see the Bible and they see the way you're supposed to be living and they see things in the Bible and they see preachers teach and they see parents do one thing in church but then when they leave out of there they live in a totally another life and guess what? They say those things don't work out. So you know what they do? I don't want a part of that, right? I don't want to be two-faced, right? I want to be true. I may not be in church but at least I'm speaking, at least I'm living the truth, right? At least I'm living the truth. Amen. So today, we don't need to rise above our story, amen? We need to use our story to reach other people. He gave the rest of his life, Paul did, sharing that story and leading people to Jesus. So today, what are you you using your story for? Have you simply placed that story on a shelf and let it attract dust? Or are you using that story in the darkest places of the earth to bring light, amen, to a lost world? There's a scripture I quote a lot. He's going to put it up in uh, 1 Peter 3 and 15, and he's going to put this up in the King James. I'm going to read it to you here in the NIV. I hope that's okay. It's okay, right, Pastor? You're going to run me out here. But I'm going to read this to you because I love the way this reads. It says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. I love the way that reads. Always... Always be ready to give an answer for the hope you have, but do it with gentleness and respect. Amen. We don't have to be disrespectful to people we don't agree with. We don't have be have to be disrespectful with people that's living a life that uh, we don't agree with. Amen. We can do so with gentleness. We can do so with love, but we can also give them an answer. Amen. Whenever they say, why do you have hope? Why in this world that has no hope do you seem to have hope? And then you can give them your story just like Brother Ron did. We're all given a story, and that story is to give a world hope. Amen? We're all called to, have, to always be prepared to share our story of how Jesus changed our lives. Amen? Yes. 
People in this world are always looking for hope. Everywhere they're looking for hope in politics. They're looking for hope in a government. They're looking for hope in a bottle. They're looking for hope in whatever they're looking for hope in. Amen. And you have hope. Amen. You've been entrusted with hope today. What are you doing with that hope? Sitting in these very seats today is the answer to the hope that the world needs. Amen. What are we doing with it? What are we doing with it? Amen. In this passage, I see two key points that we're going to look at, and, I, and I'm almost done here, but we see two key points in this passage that I believe we can use. See, the first thing I saw is if you refuse to use what God has given you for Him and His glory, He's going to move on to someone else. Amen. I want you to know, I, there's, there's that song that one monkey don't stop the show. Amen. <laughs> you ever heard that song? One monkey don't stop no show. Right. Amen. I want you to know today that if you refuse... If you refuse to do what God lays on your heart, His will is going to be done anyway. Amen. But be warned here today, that may not work out well for you. Amen. This guy was eaten by a lion. Amen. He was eaten by a lion by not doing what was asked of him. I wonder today what will happen to us if we don't obey God's will. God will always move on to someone else, but it might not work out the best for you. What God gives you, He requires to you, you to use for Him. Amen. The second thing I see tonight is we don't have a choice in what's given to us. Like I said, we don't have a choice in what's given. Oh, we'd much rather have something else to use besides this story of these situations and these circumstances. But we do have a choice in whether or not we will be obedient and allow God to use that or not. Amen. We don't have a choice in what we're given, but we do have a choice in whether or not we will use it or not. You may be asked or felt led to do a lot of things for God, and they may not seem like the greatest of tasks, but they are for the greatest of purposes. Amen? Amen. Say yes and allow God to use you. Amen? Amen? That talent God's given you, He can use that. Amen? That story God's given you, He can use that. That willing heart, God will certainly use that. Amen? Too many people never use their God-given talent for God. And some never use it for anything. Amen. I wonder today, are you ready to let God use your talent? Amen. Are you ready to let God use your story? We've told people many, many times, I believe in all my heart that God, that if God gives you something and He uh, requires you to use it for His kingdom and you don't, I believe that He'll take it from you. I believe that and I believe I can go to Scripture and I can point it out for you. But here today, I want you to know that if God gives you a story and you don't use them for it, then what, are you, what is He giving it to you for? If He's brought you through something like Brother Ron's been through, but yet you refuse to use that to reach His people, then what have you been through it for? Amen? What have you gone through it for? And I'm going to ask Katie to come up. She's going to sing. And I want us to think about that tonight. What has God brought you through and why has He brought you through it? Amen? What has He brought you through and why has He brought you through it? And now what are you going to do with that? You've been entrusted with a great gift today. You've been entrusted with the greatest of gifts today, and that is an answer for the hope of the world. What are you going to do with it? Amen. What are you going to do with your story? Amen. Are you going to choose to just, just have that story in the back and never use it and try to be better than that story? Oh, I've been through this, and I'm better than that now. Or are you going to choose to use that story to reach people? Amen. As I tell you, God's given me a story. He helped me overcome anxiety and depression. He helped me overcome alcohol. And I could choose to just uh, 
he also called me to be a preacher so I could choose to not talk about that, right? And I could choose maybe that people will think, look at me a little different if I talk about those things. But I want you to know today that I believe God wants me to use those stories, amen, amen. to reach people. And I believe God's given every one of you a story also. So I ask you today to think about that as Katie begins to play and she begins to sing. And I'm, I'm going to pray and then she's going to lead us in worship here. So think about that today. And then